the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. If this is your very first podcast that you've ever listened to, I want to welcome you to the Simple Pin Podcast. We talk about all things Pinterest here. And what I do is I run a Pinterest management company out of Portland, Oregon called Simple Pin Media. And on the side, I do this podcast and blog to teach people how to DIY their Pinterest marketing. And I do so in a way that I don't want people to feel overwhelmed because I know that Pinterest is just one small piece of your business, but it can generate big traffic and get big results. And that to me is what I care about the most in your business is not that you're spending all this time trying to figure out all the tricks and the tips and whatever it is about Pinterest, but that you're taking what's already happening and you're maximizing it to your fullest potential. So every month I do a podcast about what to expect in the next month. So this podcast is all about what to pin in March, what to expect in March from Pinterest. And this is all based on the ultimate Pinterest planner that I've created in conjunction with Tailwind, which is a Pinterest scheduling program that I completely endorse, love, and think they're amazing. It was one of the programs I started using about a year into Simple Pin. It's 2018 and Simple Pin is four years old. And we, I think I started using Simple, or I started using Tailwind in probably 2016, maybe 2015. It was very, it was about a year and a half after I had started scheduling with Simple Pin. And it really allowed me to schedule efficiently and effectively, and then also get really great information about what was happening with my pins. How was my marketing working on Pinterest? And how could I be more informed about that? So I switched to Tailwind. I've never looked back. So this year in 2018, I worked to create a planner with them. And inside this planner, which you can find at simplepinmedia.com slash Pinterest-planner, you can find ways to pin ideas for promotion using promoted pins and planning strategy to really help you stay on task and really stay ahead of the curve as it relates to Pinterest. So every single month, there is a monthly review, and we're going to go over that in just a minute. But also, when you open up the planner, you can download it and print it at home. Several people have also taken it to office supply stores and printed it off in color and then bound it so they can write in it. I have mine just printed off at home. And so I go through and look at it each month and kind of touch base with how I'm doing with my marketing. What are the things I need to focus on? And this takes me about, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. So inside, you can also find a before you get started sheet. And if you have not signed up with Tailwind, when you download the planner, you'll get a free month of Tailwind. And this is to help you figure out if it's a right program for you and learning how Pinterest works. And if you're asking the questions, are my pins getting seen? 
Tailwind really helps answer a lot of those questions. So I know that that's in there too. It has a sheet about Pinterest statistics, and that includes page views or sessions, whichever you choose, but we have page views listed there. Pinterest followers, how much you've grown by, and average daily saves. Saves is what we call repins. Pinterest changed the word from repin to save because they felt like on international platforms, it didn't really translate and people didn't really understand the term repin. So save made more sense. We save pins to our boards. So each month you want to go through, it starts on the first. And so for this, it would be March 1st. You could go through and record the previous month's page view. So maybe what happened back in February. So it says January 1, but what I would do is actually on the 31st or the 30th of the month, go back and look at the previous month and record your page views, record your follower growth and record your save rates. Your saves can be found in analytics, Pinterest analytics. If you go to analytics profile and then saves and change the date range, you'll be able to see the average number of saves. The reason we track these is not because they are the end all be all type of statistics, but they're a good starting place. So if you can see over the year when your page views increase or when they decrease, that will give you an idea of when your content has more engagement or less engagement. This prevents the the freak out, as I like to call it. So you go into maybe March or April, which tend to be a lower traffic time on Pinterest, and you see your page views are down and you're like, oh my gosh, what's happened? What do I need to change? You probably don't need to change anything. And if you've been looking at the whole year, what you can end up seeing is when your high traffic times are, or when your low traffic times are. And I do have a podcast about knowing the seasonality of your content. And I'm going to look up the number right now for you. So I have that. And if you ever want to get more of the podcasts on Simple Pin Media, you can go to simplepinmedia.com. And at the top, there is something that says podcast. Click on that and it lists every single podcast that we have ever recorded. In addition for ways for you to subscribe using iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify. We're on all three of those platforms. So the seasonality on Pinterest, I will have to look to see the number It's not popping up for me right away, but you can definitely go to that podcast page and you'll see a list of them there. The important part of that is you want to know when your traffic is highest and when it is lowest. Again, so you're not worried about what's happening to your content. You're not worried in March or April if nobody's clicking through to your site. That's maybe not when people click through. Okay, it's simplepinmedia.com slash 42. Thank you for your patience with that. Alrighty, so let's dive into what to pin in March. So March is a big time for Easter, gardening, travel, outdoor fun. This is a time when a lot of schools have spring break. People are taking vacations. Anything that has to do with fashion, spring fashion is starting to trend a little bit. Think about going deeper on each of these topics. So maybe you're not just going to do something about Easter. And when I say going deeper, here's a few things that I'm referring to. So let's say you want to create a new board on Pinterest because you know that you have some Easter content well, or Easter products. Then you might want to create something that is Easter dresses for girls, Easter desserts, Easter baskets. Instead of just putting something like Easter, 
get very specific in your board names. Then what you can also do is in your pin descriptions, you can add those keywords. And we also have a podcast about keywording on Pinterest, and that is simplepinmedia.com slash 35. And that's where I tell you all the places you need to put keywords. But pin descriptions is a really, really important place to include those keywords. So you want to think about maybe if we're talking about gardening, Maybe you're going to do how to prep for gardening your spring garden, how to order seeds, maybe seed. I don't know a whole lot about gardening, so I feel like I shouldn't talk too much about this, but you get the idea. The whole gist of it is try not to say stay super high, but go a little bit deeper into being pretty specific about what you're going to talk about and including those keywords on your board titles and then in your pin descriptions. You can also use hashtags. I recommend about four to five hashtags with one of them always being a branded hashtag. So that for me being hashtag simple pin podcast or hashtag simple pin media. For you, you could do hashtag your name of your site or your name of your product that is branded or trademarked. And then add a few other hashtags, spring gardening, Easter dresses, spring fashion. Don't stay too high level with something like recipes, just hashtag recipes, go a little bit deeper. All right, the next thing is what to promote. And in this section, what we're talking about is what to do a promoted pin campaign about. So if you've never done a promoted pin campaign, That is the way that you do ads on Pinterest. Promoted pins are a fantastic way to get an extra boost to your content. I love when organic strategy and paid strategy can come together to create really great magic to more sales, more traffic, more email opt-ins. When I run a promoted pin campaign for anything I'm doing, my sole goal is an email signup because I love my email. I love communicating with them. I feel like it's a place where we can have a touch point. People can get to know more about me and they can get to know more about my community. I have run ads to specific products that I sell but I found that it takes people a little bit of time to get warmed up. Pinterest has said they are the starting point for people when it comes to finding out about things. They're not necessarily always the end point. And what that means is people will go onto Pinterest searching for a particular product or idea, but they're going to save a lot before they actually pull the trigger or make the decision to purchase or act on it. So in my case, I ha- I use Pinterest quite a bit. In fact, last night, what I did is we're planning to, we've remodeled a lot of our house. We've added on a big addition, but we have this one hall bathroom that still has some construction left over in it. The wall had a window and that's been completely closed off and it's just drywall there right now. So we need to do something with it. And there's some things I don't like. So I spent some time on Pinterest looking for eight foot bathroom vanities and I've saved a bunch of them. I don't know what decision I'm going to make yet, but these pins on Pinterest are informing my idea. They're informing me as to how I should have a vanity with you know, two sinks in them or what the look should be or how it can make it fit into my overall theme. When I get to the point where I'm starting to make a decision, I'll either go to the website of that specific pin or I will Google that specific 
place that sells the cabinet or the mirror or the lights or whatever it is. So that's the habit of a pinner. So we want to think specifically if we're doing a promoted pin campaign and in March, the types of topics you might want to promote would be St. Patrick's Day, spring break, spring fashion, cleaning tips, cocktails, spring cocktails. So let's take spring fashion, for example. So if you're a fashion blogger and you have a great spring fashion post and you have monetized this post with several affiliate links, you have given the people the opportunity to sign up for your weekly email where you share more great fashion tips. And you've also provided a way for them to maybe engage with like a Facebook group of yours or just follow along on your journey on whatever social platform I would suggest Pinterest. So you've completely optimized this post and now you want to put a little bit of money behind it. And maybe your goal is actually affiliate marketing. Maybe your goal is to make more money on this post. If that is the case, I strongly, strongly suggest to you that you go back and listen to episode 87. That was the one right before this, where we talked about KPIs of Pinterest, key performance indicators. Go back to that post. There's a download. It's simplepinmedia.com slash 87. There's a download where you can calculate how much a post is making for you to be able to know how much money you should put behind it in an ad. That's a really powerful way to calculate, you know, am I going to put in 20 cents to get out 40 cents? Because people are going to hop over, they're going to click, they're going to buy. If you know that in advance before you run a promoted pin campaign, that will allow you to know how much spend you want to put behind a promoted pin campaign. That is probably the number one question that I get is how much should I spend? What should my budget be? That's really up to you depending on how much you see this particular post making. My challenge and something that I'm really working on as a result of that KPI podcast is to see how much my one post that gets almost all my traffic from Pinterest, how much does this make me? Does it make money? How much does it convert to email subscribers? And then how much is an email subscriber worth to me? And then I'm able to go back to my promoted pins team, which we're in the process of creating. They are doing some tests on my account and I can give them more information to say, my the cost of a lead for me is X amount of dollars. Don't spend more than this. That's how you figure out the most effective budget for whatever you're running a promoted pin campaign for. That could be something like a product you sell, sending them directly to the product sales page. Whatever it is, if you don't know how much these posts or products, whatever it is, is making you, then you can't actually answer that question, how much do I spend on a promoted pin campaign? So go back, listen to that if you haven't already, simplepinmedia.com slash 87. And there's a free download there with a KPI download sheet where we give you some examples, um, provide an opportunity for you to list your KPIs, what are your key performance indicators, and then how you calculate your ad spend. All right, the next component of the planner is content planning ideas. What is coming up? Pinterest has said to start pinning things about 45 days in advance of the actual event. So let's say Easter is in 45 days. We want to have Easter circulating. We want that to be pinning out into what we're scheduling in Tailwind about 45 days in advance. Keep keep pushing it out there for those full 45 days. So in order to do that, 
if you don't plan quite a bit in advance of what kind of content you're going to create, what kind of images you're going to create for your products that maybe fit that event, then you're, you're kind of missing the boat. So I strongly suggest to you that you get into the habit of doing content planning at least four to six months in advance. So one of the things is graduation is coming up. That's a heavy one at the end of May and beginning of June. Weddings. Summer is a big, big wedding time. So if you sell products, anything to do with weddings, it's really important for you to get your strategy in place now. So come maybe April, you can really start getting that stuff into your into your queue, into what you're scheduling. This can also be content, other people's content that you're sharing, not just your own, but it can be what it is that you're giving to your audience when they're looking for it. The other thing is Mother's Day is definitely in May there, even Father's Day. So thinking about those two things, people are always looking for gift ideas. In fact, we have the How to Master Gift Guides course. You can go to simplepincourses.com. It's an inexpensive product, but it walks you through how to create gift guides. And a lot of people just think of gift guides as a Christmas time of year and when to create those gift guides. But I'm going to actually say those gift guides are good all year long. So we're talking about Easter. We're talking about Mother's Day, Father's Day, graduation. If you don't have gift guides that can help bring traffic to your site all year long and potential affiliate income or sales of your products, then I highly suggest you get on that. We'll put a link into the show notes as well. The last is, or there's two more, tip of the month. One of the tips is try pinning more content than you save. Since 80% of what is on Pinterest is from saves, original content can stand out. So I have a few questions about this. And when you pin something to Pinterest from a particular website, it begins a new pin. Instead of when you pin something from a save, it is just something that's being continually generated inside Pinterest. Now know that how Tailwind works is when you pin something using their scheduler, it acts as a brand new pin. It doesn't give you a repin or save on that original pin. It's a little bit confusing. But the biggest thing you need to know is sometimes it's really helpful to pin from the website onto Pinterest, especially if it's new to you or you've never seen it before. The The reason this started really was a long time ago when Pinterest was really growing is that a lot of people did a lot of saves inside Pinterest. And the great thing about contributing content from other websites is maybe people hadn't seen it before. So I would say that's definitely something you want to do if you are on someone's site, you find it super valuable, you want to share it to Pinterest instead of just looking inside the platform for your content. Look outside of that and see what are people in your industry creating or sharing that maybe you wouldn't mind also sharing for your people. I wouldn't put a lot of pressure on trying to make this a huge goal, but the goal being at at the core of this, you want to curate your profile to be an excellent resource for whoever your ideal customer is. So that means if I am running a gardening profile, I want everything that's on my profile, all the pins coming in to be things that are really beneficial to my audience. So I could say to them in an email, hey, I want you to go over to my Pinterest profile. I've created this library of ideas, these great, amazing resources that could help you 
plan for your spring gardening. This is also a really great way to get a lot of cross-pollination across social channels. So maybe you're super strong in Facebook or Instagram and you want people to click through and start following you on Pinterest. Tell them about your boards. Tell them about what you have over there and how you're going to serve them. That can help get them sharing more of your content and getting it more evenly distributed, not evenly distributed, but more distributed onto Pinterest. So be thinking about how you can not only share of more of other people's content to curate this, but also tell people about it. The last is a monthly action tip. So it says revisit your board descriptions. Do they include relevant keywords? Do they tell pinners what they'll find on your board? So when you create a new board, you have the opportunity to give it the title, which the title is very, very important. In fact, Google will index some board titles. And then the second thing that you want to do is you want to add a board description. We haven't seen board descriptions play too much into the search factor, but we do think it's a great place to supplement with keywords. There is no trick to it. You don't have to. You can add just a series of keywords if you like. Pinterest algorithm doesn't read board descriptions and like see it as keyword stuffing. So we have had several clients who just put you know, maybe it's a first birthday party. They would put a series of anything that would go into that board. The whole goal is just to tell people if they go, they come onto this board or they hop onto it, they know what it's about. Usually the board title will tell them, but the board description can give them more information about it. Okay, so we've covered a lot here. So I'm gonna do a little bit of a recap. So we're all on the same page. First, you're gonna go to simplepinmedia.com slash Pinterest-planner, and you're going to download the ultimate Pinterest planner. That's number one. Then you're going to print it off and look at what to pin in March. And then you're also going to look at this statistics page, and you're going to write down some numbers so that you at least have a starting point. Then go through and look at what can you pin in March of your own content what can you pin in March of other people's content? And if you haven't signed up for Tailwind, hop over to get a free month with them so you can test out and see if it works for you. If you need more help, we do have the How to Master Tailwind course. It's about an hour, and that can also be found at simplepincourses.com. And then get into the groove of scheduling and pinning onto Pinterest daily. There is no magic number. We do organize our services by 10, 20, and 30 pins per day, but that's mostly based on people and how much content they have. If they have a lot of content and we feel like we can't get enough of it out there, we might suggest to a client that they go 20 pins or 30 pins per day. Again, that's simply because maybe they've had their content around for quite a long time and we just need more pins per day to get it out into the system. But if you want to start with five or 10 pins per day, just being active on the platform, that is a fantastic place to start. In fact, it's one of the best places I tell people to start without feeling overwhelmed. There's no trick to Pinterest. The only thing you need to know is being active over there, sharing high quality images, using keywords in your pin description, and then knowing and understanding who your end user is. So for more information, all the links I talked about and the show notes, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 88. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Simple Pin Podcast. Mm-hmm.